0: Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX, a podcast created for other Fragile X families to share their stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. If you have never heard of Fragile X before, this podcast is for you. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Talk effects. um my husband and I are currently traveling, so I definitely did not bring um my typical podcast recording equipment that I use, <laughs> so just kinda using what I have right now um so I wanted to um do this episode sooner rather than later because um it's something that happened very recently, um, and it's still so raw that, uh, I wanted to share this with you guys, um, it also is in connection with, uh, an episode I did a few weeks ago on why inclusion matters, so if you, um, have not listened to that episode yet, uh, please do, um, because everything I talk about in today's episode connects, uh, with that one. So, um, and also, uh, if you are brand new to this podcast and you're listening for the first time, um, thank you so much for tuning in. It really means more than, um, I can comprehend because, this podcast is um, really important to me, and I'm extremely passionate about it, um, and I love doing it, um, and sometimes it can be a lot, but uh, that's okay, um, because the pros outweigh the cons, for sure. Um, so thank you so much for being here today and just tuning in. Um, so, like I said, <laughs> um, I wanted to share a situation that happened pretty recently, um, and it's still raw, it's still, um, I'm still kind of processing it all, um, to be honest, so I may not share everything that, um, uh, I intend to, um, especially because this is, like, my fourth time recording this, um, because I just want to make sure that I come at it from the right perspective, um, from the right heart honestly, because um, this story I'm going to share may not, um, you know, it might make people feel angry, sad, um, and I just don't want anyone to um, necessarily feel that way. I want this episode to encourage you, to uplift you, to remind you that advocacy is every single day um so I hope that that message gets across um so yeah um I am just going to um jump into it and I think that the best way to do that is to uh read to you guys a a post that I made on my personal um social media in regards to um this situation that recently happened because I think it's the best way to kind of, um, share, uh, what had happened. Um, and I think I just put a lot more thought into my post because, you know, sometimes it's easier for me to write things down, um, than it is for me to verbalize it, um, like on here. So, um, I think I'm just gonna, um, read it to you guys. So, uh, just one moment while I pull it up, um, because I think that this is the best way, um, to explain it. Um, okay, so, I, uh, posted this pretty recently, um, I said, we need to do better Today was a reminder of why I do my best to advocate for myself, my family, and the neurodiverse community as a whole. Please take a few minutes to read this because it would mean a lot to me. There's a boy on the autism spectrum that visits my husband and I's apartment complex from time to time as he lives in a house behind our unit. He's a curious boy, like many of those on the autism spectrum who will approach families in our neighborhood who happen to be outside playing. He also sometimes peeks through windows to see if anyone's home. He will also tap on the kids' shoulders that are outside playing as his way of getting their attention uh, because his speech is pretty minimal. Um, First, I want to say that I completely understand how this can alarm a parent, or anyone for that matter, who isn't expecting someone to be coming over, but what others need to understand is that this boy and others like him cannot comprehend that their approach with social interaction is not that of their typical peers, and it's not expected of them like their typical peers. The part of the brain that's responsible for that kind of behavioral comprehension is delayed. They require therapies and educators to help them learn which I have had the privilege of having a conversation with this boy's family. Um, as I mentioned in um, the previous episode on why inclusion matters, um, I had a conversation with this boy's family and he gets a lot of the supports that he needs, um, which was great to hear. With that said, I witnessed a few neighbors say things like, my kids don't want you here, go away, and you are gone now. It absolutely shattered my heart. Now, um, just to take a pause, real quick, from uh, my reading, my posting. Um, this was this week when my husband and I were um, just, you know, packing up our car and whatnot, and I noticed that the boy had um, come in on his bike, and there was a few people outside, um, and they verbally expressed that they did not want him here. Um, but in a rather, you know, negative and angry tone that made, um, this boy feel confused and uncomfortable. Um, and it was very hard for me to, uh, witness that. So, um, just wanted to, uh, share that as well to provide some clarity. So anyways, continuing on. Um, this boy was riding his bike through our street because at one time, previous neighbors uh, that had recently moved, actually, uh, lived here and made him feel safe and inclusive. They understood that he simply just needed reminders of boundaries, and he would happily accepted those boundaries when explained appropriately and patiently. I watched this boy get treated like a threat. I watched this boy get treated like he didn't belong in the world. I quite frankly almost burst into tears. I tried talking to the individuals that were talking to him the way that they were, but they would not listen and they just turned their backs. But you know what? I'm still going to advocate every day. I'm still going to have that boy's back every single day. Why? Because our society needs a lesson on our neurodiverse peers. I understand that some individuals with neurodiversity They have different behavioral issues, and that's common. But you know what I have to say about that? Educate yourselves on how to put yourself in their shoes. Seek out a conversation with their guardian or educator on how you can be more understanding and patient towards our neurodiverse peers. Because this is not how you treat someone, and I won't accept it. So let's do better neurodiversity doesn't have to affect you directly to care about the way others are being treated i hope that you will hear my heart on this and reach out with any questions that you might have at the end of the day as a believer i eternal i'm eternally grateful that the lord is in control and he knows the answers so um to provide some additional clarity and information um several weeks back, um, I was able to have a conversation with this boy's family, um, and I did mention this in that previous episode on inclusion, um, that the family was so receptive in my questions I had, um, and just sharing with them that some people in our neighborhood, um, are a little bit concerned by his actions and that, um, you know, they just, they just don't understand, um, and i explained that to them in a you know nice way and that i also made sure that they knew i wasn't i wasn't there to complain or anything like that um i was just there to hopefully bring some light to the situation and um like i said the family was very receptive and helpful provided a lot of you know information on what the boy responds best to um And what he understands and might not understand, what he might need reminders with, um, and so on and so forth. So I came back to my neighborhood. um, And again, like I said, this was several weeks before um, this incident happened um, that I just also shared with you guys on. So hopefully not to be too confusing. Um, And I shared this information with my um, neighborhood and Uh, because we have a um, community group chat, actually, and so I kind of just shared on there how the conversation went with his family, and um, there was a lot of positive response from many of the people in our neighborhood, and so I thought, great, um, hopefully this means that, um, you know, it'll be positive, more positive moving forward, and that, you know, I said, if there's any questions, please feel free to direct those to me. I'm happy to help um, and everyone was super appreciative, and so I thought, wow, this is great, um, it was really encouraging, and then a few weeks, la- a few weeks later, fast forward to, you know, this last week, when, um, those neighbors treated the boy the way that they did, I was so discouraged, so frustrated that someone who clearly is uneducated, doesn't understand, um, our, our neurodiverse peers would treat someone this way. Um, he has no history of, you know, being, um, violent or aggressive or harmful to anyone. Um, and again, as I said in my post, I totally understand and acknowledge how it might make a parent feel, you know, if, um, a boy is, you know, looking through your windows, trying to see if you're home, um, or taps your child on the shoulder, um, and, you know, it's not, it's not, um, expected, like, I, I get that, um, but clearly it's, it's obvious that this boy has, you know, some sort of neuro, um, neuro, you know, diverse, um, uh, delays, you know, and, um, they just did not bother to acknowledge that or try to, you know, seek out, um, the proper resources, like even talking to his family, like that was my approach, um, because they don't know to do that. They just go with their assumption. And, um, again, like I said, this boy does have, you know, um, uh, approaches to socialization that our typical peers are not used to um like looking through people's windows because he he's curious he wants to see if people are home because he wants to make friends and yes that's not the necessarily the right way to go about it especially if it's someone that um you know the people living there don't know it can also come off as trespassing but you know i personally don't see it that way Um, I see it as an opportunity to remind him, like, you know, hey, we'd appreciate it if you didn't, um, you know, look through our windows, um, and more so teach him the proper way to, um, you know, approach people, like maybe just wait until people are outside. Um, and maybe just, um, uh, even just, you know, um, Teach him to knock on the door or just simply let his guardian know that, um, you know, hey, this is how your son is kind of approaching us and we don't prefer this, Um, you know, could he do X, Y, and Z Um, because it would make us, you know, feel more comfortable, Um, you know, some type of approach like that. obviously, you know, there's other approaches too, but but like I said, um, I had a conversation with this boy's parents, and um, he said that, or they said that um, he, he does understand, you know, verbal prompts. He just can't respond to you back um, with, uh, you know, um, a verbal response because he seems to have a pretty repetitive um, language, um, like there's a few phrases that he says in particular in certain words. So, you know, um, you just have to learn to communicate with him and tell him, you know, Hey, I'd, I prefer you approach my kids this way, or I would prefer you do this this way, you know, and just being as simplistic as possible while still, you know, um, obviously maintaining what's comfortable for you, but also making him still feel um uh comfortable and understood, because that's what we should be doing. um you could argue you know um, you can't control other people's actions, you can argue like you know, yeah, these people yelled, but it's like, what are you going to do about it? well there's lots you can do about it um and um we can do better as a society. That is um, my first point to sharing this story is. Um, It really was a wake-up call to me that um, we as a society um, have work to do. We must do better. We must create a more inclusive society for our uh, neurodiverse peers. Um, And for those that we don't think would ever do that, um, there's hope. And I'm holding on to that hope because... I've seen firsthand, firsthand hearts be changed and become more inclusive and more um understanding and willing to be educated. And of course there's always going to be those that aren't, and I try not to dwell on the reasons why. Um but it doesn't mean that we should let one person um stop us from creating a more inclusive environment for our, you know, children and for um Even those that are currently in the employment world, um, because work needs to be done in the employment world and in the education world and just in the community in general. Um, And that instance that I witnessed um, was a wake-up call to me that advocacy is truly, truly not just for a day or for a month. It's every single day we have opportunities to educate others to provide resources to um you know educate others when we're out in public with our children um and sometimes it may not go well and um that's super hard and i just can't imagine because we have all had different experiences in these areas but it doesn't mean that we should stop advocating it doesn't mean that um you know we shouldn't hold on to that hope That our children will grow up in a more understanding, educated, and inclusive environment um, because I do believe that that is possible, regardless of what happened um, and what I experienced the other day. um, It's not going to keep me from believing in this um, absolute possibility. So, um, you know, and it was interesting because after witnessing, um, these neighbors treat this boy this way. Um, I, I talked to them. I said, you know, he's okay. He's not bothering anyone, you know, because one of the neighbors had the audacity to ask me and my husband, um, cause we were standing outside when they were talking to this boy this way. And they had the audacity to ask me, is this boy bothering you? And I was like, absolutely not, not in the slightest. And I said, he's okay. He has a different approach to socialization because he is on the autism spectrum. And the neighbor just would not give me the time of day. They were just angry and walked away. And I was like, you know what? Fine. Um, but it's not going to stop me from advocating. It's not going to stop me from having that boy's back because that's what we need to do as a society. Um you know, like I said, um, there are some, you know, individuals that just do not know how to interact with, uh, our neurodiverse peers and they cannot, um, they cannot go at this alone, you know, um, they cannot, you know, um, be alone in this. It's just, it's heartbreaking to, um, think that, advocacy should ever stop Um, I'm trying not to get emotional (laughs) Um, it's hard to understand those that um, treat our neurodiverse peers this way um, because they just will not take the few moments to understand Um, and to even imagine someone talking that way to my cousin Nathan who I share so much about um just I can't imagine that and I don't want it to ever happen to him or him to ever feel like he doesn't belong somewhere um and you know, you could say, well, we can't control other people's actions. We can't, you know, convince everyone. And while that's true, there's always going to be someone that doesn't understand or is unwilling to. But it doesn't mean that um, we can't make, you know, help the majority of our society to understand and be more inclusive and provide more resources and, and educative opp- opportunities Um And yeah, just like I said, this experience was certainly a reminder for me, um, that there's so much work to be done. Um, and if you guys have ever had experiences like these, whether, um, directly or indirectly, I would very much appreciate you just sharing how you, um, responded to the situation and maybe what's worked for you to reach other people, um, you know, and what has helped you to to educate others and to just move forward in general from these instances as um, I know it's not always easy to do because these instances really do imp- impact you in, in deep ways and um, it can often be hard to let go of um, and I don't necessarily think that we should let go of them um, but we should allow them to impact us in positive ways Um, and to just be change. Um, And I really hope that this episode's an encouragement and it's not meant to make anyone be angry or sad. Um, It's really just to be a reminder that advocacy um, is vital uh, for our neurodiverse peers' futures. It really is. Um, And I know it's not always easy to advocate, um, because, you know, like I said, not everyone's willing to listen, but you know what? That doesn't mean that we should give up, and I'm not giving up on, on, uh, the people around me that, um, aren't currently bothering to educate themselves, because I know that, um, it is possible if I don't give up, um, and, it's not just for me um it's not just for this boy it's for the community um there's such a bigger picture uh in this and so i hope that all of you um hear my heart in this um and again like i said if you have any advice or um stories that are similar to what i've experienced and you feel like um sharing those please do um because it really is a reminder to everyone when we when we share our stories and experiences it's a reminder that wow we we do need to be standing up for our neurodiverse peers because it's not just up to them and we can't leave it up to them um to create a more inclusive future it's up to all of us it's a collaborative um work and so um and you might be wondering, you know, how do I reach someone that doesn't feel like, you know, because neurodiversity doesn't affect their lives directly, why should they care? Well, they should because it everyone's lives matter. Everyone um, and how they're treated matters. And so um, it is important. And we should be creating a, um, a positive, you know, understanding environment Um and i know it's hard work but we can do it and that's why there's resources and people around us that share that same goal um, to help encourage us um, and give us resources and that's what i hope to do today as well so um i hope that um, this episode was just a wake-up call to each and every one of you that advocacy is vital. Um, and I just can't say enough about that. So, um, yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. Um, I hope that, um, you will just continue to advocate and share that, um, in the best way that you can. Um, and I will be back soon.